Welcome to Had to Be There, the podcast that allows you to explore the world's greatest destinations through the stories of those who have been there. Here to ignite the wanderlust within, your host and favorite travel planner, Kelly Acevedo. Welcome back to the Had to Be There podcast. I'm your host, Kelly, and this is episode 24. I'm so excited for you to meet my guest this week. He is an accomplished author and avid reader with a passion for travel. Before we jump into our conversation, I just wanted to talk a little bit about a theme that you're going to pick up on during our chat, and that is being prepared. Now, whether you are booking a vacation with a travel agent like myself and they go through all of the know before you go kind of tip sheets, which are wonderful and very helpful, or you're planning a backpacking trip through multiple countries on your own and doing all your own research, the best advice that I could give you is to be prepared, over prepared if you can. That's something that I really give this week's guest a lot of credit for. They really did their homework ahead of this trip. They knew what they were getting themselves into. They knew that this was a country that they really wanted to visit. And you really can't blame them. It is a beautiful country. The ancient history there and the intricate architecture is just stunning. But he knew that getting in may present a bit of a challenge. So he did extensive research on it. He was prepared. He knew, you know, what to do, what not to do, kept his composure and had a successful crossing. So all that to say, (laughs) if there's anything that you take away from this trip, I hope it is the importance of being prepared, doing your research, knowing all of the requirements of the country that you're entering, uh, familiarizing yourself with any obstacles that may present themselves, and just read as much as you can about other people's experiences and just arm yourself with as much information as you can and everything will be great. After all, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. And on that note, let's jump into today's episode. All right, Cal, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you could be here with me today. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm so excited to chat with you. Before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little about your background? Certainly. Um, I'm an author, a writer of mostly fiction, uh, science fiction and and fantasy. I also write a little bit of nonfiction uh, I write a, uh, an opinion piece for my local paper as well. Um, and my background has always been in marketing and in the travel industry. Um, and I've obviously traveled quite a bit, which is why I'm here. Excellent. And where are you from? I'm from Australia. So I live on the east coast of Australia in a place called the Gold Coast, just south of Brisbane. Very nice. Born and bred? Yes, I was born in South Australia, but I've, um, yeah, I'm, I'm Australian through and through. Excellent. <laughs> that's awesome because that's a place that I hear a lot of people talk about as being like a bucket list destination. Mm. Um, so it's always exciting to hear people who are from there. And this is just like where I live. This is my hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little different, isn't it? When that, um, 
I always, you know, have to remind myself how how lucky we are that so many people want to visit a place like this. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I just live here. So I said, you know, we, you kind of take advantage of where you live. Like yourself, you're from the States, are you? I am. Yeah, I live yeah. in New England. Okay, great. So I've, I've uh, traveled the States a little bit and absolutely love it over there. Um, but I imagine for yourself, it's, um, you know, it's probably not quite as high on your bucket list um, as, <laughs> as other destinations. Right. It's true. Mm. So where are you taking us today? I'm taking you to Cambodia, the border Whoa. crossing between Thailand and Cambodia. Yeah. And when were you there? Uh, it was in 2015. So it's been a little while. All right. And what brought you to Cambodia? Uh, my wife and I were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time and uh, decided that we wanted to go to Southeast Asia to do some backpacking. Um, wow. Cambodia was sort of a uh, an off-the-cuff destination. Thailand was 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 really what we were doing. We traveled quite a lot of Thailand and, and we decided, um, we read in Lonely Planet that there was this town called Poi Pet, which is a border crossing town, a land border. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called the Wild West of Asia. So we <laughs> decided it would be really cool uh, of an experience to do that. And it meant that we got to check out another country. So uh, so that's what took us there. Amazing. So tell me about this had to be their experience. Sure. So it's uh, definitely the crossing itself. Um, uh, just because, you know, the Wild West of Asia didn't really prepare us enough. Um, <laughs> we, we started on maybe about... Uh, 25 kilometers or I suppose for you uh, 15 20 miles away from the border um, thank you for that conversion <laughs> yeah and um, uh, I probably got it completely wrong but um, you're welcome um, but we were stopped by this um, sort of Thai uh, sort of border crossing office uh, long before we got to the border we were, we were pulled off the bus and they took our passports um, and refused to give them back until we paid a crossing fee, which, which isn't actually real. It's just uh, sort of one of their scams that they run over there. Oh, um, man. Yeah, and we actually had a, a couple of uh, American girls were there in the office, and they they refused to hand over their passport and walked out. So I have no idea how they got back to Thailand or or over the border, but um, but they walked out, and we felt like we we should probably do the same. But we'd sort of already handed our passports over, and we were sort of mm. painted in this corner. So we just paid. I, I think it was about fifty USD um, to get our passports back, and then they put us on a bus, and um, we got to the border, and then got off of the bus. And when we were crossing the border, this is really the had to be their moment because it was nothing like you can imagine any border crossing would be. It was a uh, a small wooden desk that was outside. Uh, there was no security or um, or anything crazy. There was kids grabbing at our our backpacks and our clothes, trying to pick our pockets while we were handing oh. out over our passports to, oh to get goodness. them stamped. Um, yeah, it was it was full on. And um, and then once you cross through the border, uh, you, you're on foot basically for quite a while uh, before you you know reach further buses to get to your destinations. Um, and while we were on foot during that experience, it was, um, I mean, just insane. The whole place is just really, you know, just all dirt roads and um, yeah. a, a lot of wealth, though. They've got big casinos and, and sorts of things, but it's just very, very corrupt. You know, it's like the, the government has all the money. The people are all starving. Mm. Um, at one point, there was a, a small baby 
uh, lying on the footpath of a bridge we were crossing uh, with its mother. Um, and I, I'm not entirely sure if the baby was alive because it was it was lying very still. It was covered in oh, sores, no. um, completely naked on the ground. And its mother, I assume mother, was uh, sitting next to it with a, a cup, you know, begging. Um, oh, and had, goodness. Yeah, absolutely insane. And it clearly clearly was, um, you know, displaying the baby as a means to, to beg. Right. But um, but we saw a lot of that in, in the country as well, you know, lots of landmine victims and um, yeah. and stuff like that. So it was a very, it was probably my first really big third world eye-opening experience, that crossing. Yeah, absolutely. That's wild. Yeah. And then you had to go on with the rest of your trip <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and funny enough we we got on the bus and um and bus to a place called Siem Reap which is the I guess the tourist capital in Cambodia it's where all the temples are it's where Tomb Raider was filmed um oh, wow and when we got off the bus in Siem Reap uh there was uh, a whole bunch of you know people lined up um offering their services you know their tuk-tuks and bikes and things to say you know I'll take you to your to your backpackers um, but meanwhile, while the bags, while the b- bottom of the bus opened up, the bags in the bottom of the bus were being stolen by, um, other men. So, and I saw out the window as we were getting out, my wife's bag just sort of disappearing into the distance on this guy's <gasps> back. So I had to, I chased him down. Um, oh my God. and, uh, yeah, chased him down and he, he turned around, you know, when he knew he was, and he just sort of handed it back to me and smiled and laughed. And, um, what? He, yeah, like, just, oh, worth a shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, really nervous. <laughs> Gave it the old and, college try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, you know, and I wasn't angry or anything. I was just glad to have the bag, the bag back. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was, it was a full-on experience, that border crossing, for sure. That's wild. Mm. How do you prepare for a trip like that where you're going to be, like you mentioned, like, backpacking like what kind of preparation and planning goes into that uh i i had the uh the fortunate luck of my wife being a travel agent my, my girlfriend yes. at the time um so <laughs> so she loves i think she loves planning itineraries even more than she loves traveling um i can relate <laughs> but yeah yeah so she she planned everything um i mean you know places we would stay accommodation where we were going and when um so we didn't really wing a lot of it. We didn't really, you know, do a lot on the fly. Sometimes it would be like bus trips or random destinations we'd do on the fly, but most of the time we were we were really well prepared, but we we could never be prepared for those kind of experiences. Well, sure. Um, yeah. You know, Lonely Planet only takes you so far when when you read a uh, yeah. a travel guide or something and um you know, you're prepared for certain scams and things and you keep your eye out for that sort of stuff, but um but yeah, no, absolutely crazy. Good memories. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, for sure. They make for great stories after the yeah. fact. Once, you, yeah. once you're home safe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Made it home in one piece, but you yeah. won't believe how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. The Had to Be There podcast is brought to you by Vacations by Kelly, where your host becomes your travel agent. As a proud affiliate of Academy Travel, Kelly specializes in Disney destinations and can help with all non-Disney excursions worldwide as well. When you book with Kelly, you're getting much more than a travel agent. You're getting a personalized concierge-level travel partner. And the best part? Her services are completely free. It's true. So when you're ready to make your next travel dream a reality, Vacations by Kelly is ready to make it happen. 
visit hadtobethere.net slash vacations to get started. So you guys have gotten to do a lot of traveling. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my wife's done quite a bit more than me. I think I've done around 20 countries now. Um, wow. And then obviously COVID hit and, and we've sort of just been stuck in Australia for a few years now. But we're, we're planning to head back over to Europe next year, hopefully. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you have a favorite country that you visited? Uh, yeah, I think mine would be Italy. Um, I loved Italy. Um, yeah, everything about it. I loved Rome. I loved the Amalfi Coast, uh, Positano, mm. Florence. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Venice. It's kind of smelly and crowded, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the, the smell from the, uh, the rivers is just sewerage really. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I loved Italy. I think just everything about it, you know, the culture, the food, um yes the pasta yes exactly exactly (laughs) that that was amazing yeah awesome and do you have any place that's still just like at the top of your bucket list like one of these days (laughs) absolutely yeah i've got two i've got um tokyo i really really want to see tokyo i haven't done japan my wife has but i'm very jealous um (laughs) Uh, I just want to go to, you know, the the Neon District and see the robots and feel like I'm in a, a movie, like a Blade Runner movie or something. Right. <laughs> um, that'd be very cool. Um, and Egypt, I, I would love to see the pyramids. So. Oh, those are good ones. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what about you? Have, now- you have you, um, what's, what's like your bucket list destinations? So I for sure want to get to Italy one of these days. Um, my family's from there. My mom's side of the family is oh, from great. Italy. Um, so I definitely would love to see Italy. Um, my other big one is Spain. I've always wanted to go to oh. Spain. Um, and then just like, I mean, I kind of just want to go everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't get to go as many places as I would like to. Mm. Um, but locally, like we talked about me being in the States and like, maybe mm. it's not as big of a deal <laughs> as it is for other people. Mm. But I have this dream. I've talked about this before, but I have this dream of going and seeing a baseball game at every major league baseball stadium. In the oh, country. cool. Cool. <laughs> That'd be an epic road trip. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that feels like a retirement trip if yeah. I ever get to retire, but <laughs> but that's for sure on my list. Yeah. Oh, awesome. That'd be super cool. I loved the States. I, um, uh, I mean, for us, all, all of our media is basically Hollywood, right? Like it's, we grow right. up with, you, you guys are like our, our big brother, um, up there. So we, we grow up yeah. with all of, all of our culture is just American influence really, um, so when, you know, when we did LA or uh, especially New York was very, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like I stepped into a, an episode of Seinfeld or like, a, <laughs> like it's a very hard to explain how surreal it was, you know, walking yeah. around, walking around a place you've seen your whole life, but have never been. Right. Um, right. so yeah, I loved it. I loved Vegas, especially. I think that's probably one of my favorite cities in the world. Oh man, um, that's a great spot. Yeah, <laughs> for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to hit all the good places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We didn't get to do a lot in the middle. We just sort of, we just, we were like, what's the major spots, and right. then we just so flew not between. A ton them. to yeah. do in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you hit the highlights. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's plenty to do. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> uh, so now, 
You mentioned that you're an author. I imagine you must incorporate some of these incredible places that you get to see in some of what you write. Absolutely. Yeah. My, my last book is a, uh, like a space opera, so I didn't really get to include anywhere on earth, but, um, <laughs> but my first book was a, a novella. It was, a, it was like a thriller and the main character works at uh, the Manhattan hotel, um, and walks a certain route to work every day. Um, and I planned all of that out long, long before I went to the States. But when I was there, I made sure to sort of walk in my character's footsteps while I was in New York and ex experience the sights and the sounds and the smells. And that really, um, helped translate into a, a good manuscript. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That yeah. must've been a very surreal moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a great experience for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely oh, amazing. That's great. Yeah, I wish I could I do it more. That. You know, I wish I had the money to, you know, go up to the space station and experience that for my next right. book. Or yeah, you know, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm. And what yes. are you working on now? Uh, right now, I'm working on the sequel of my uh, of my last book. Um, so I, I didn't plan on writing a sequel or a series, but. It, the book did quite well, so there's so there's quite a okay. few people that are waiting on more of the story. And I've got this weird thing about ambiguous endings. Um, I like <laughs> I like not wrapping something up entirely. Um, so a lot of people were kind of upset and want to know what happens. So I've just kind of been forced <laughs> to write a sequel. Um, the pressure. Yeah, yeah, absolute pressure. So um, so I'm writing the sequel just to end that that sort of those character stories. Um, and that that's part of my series called the world settlers. And then I'm probably going to go on to write something different. I, I, I try all different kinds of genres. You know, I've got like a, a middle grade fantasy for kids in the works and I've got a, uh, uh, a, a memoir, which is all basically poetry in the works. So it's, um, wow. Yeah. Everything I do is a little different. That's amazing. Hmm. And I know that you have something to read for us, but before we get to that, I have to ask you as a native of Australia, yeah, when people want to go out there, because that's a huge bucket list destination, mm. like we mentioned, what are some of the things they absolutely have to do? Sure. Okay. There's, oh, that's uh, <laughs> Loaded question. Yeah. Very interesting. There's, there's a, there's a lot, um, Australia's it's sort of like the states is very very diverse you know every right. diff, every state you're in is like an entirely different environment um, absolutely the the coastlines are uh, essential especially on the east coast and the west coast I, I wouldn't wouldn't worry too much about the south and the north but um, mm -hmm. east and west have some of the most pristine beaches in the world so if you're looking for beautiful beaches there's a place in Queensland which is where I live um, it's about or 15 hours north of me though it's um a place called the wit sundays which is uh sort of like a it's a whole bunch of tropical islands right off the coast you can see them all with the naked eye um it's like a giant mountain hillside of just palm trees and beautiful wow. pristine white sand beach and um, there's a lot of five-star resorts there it's um really big tourist destination a lot of cruises go through there uh, but yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. Very, very beautiful place. Um, so I always recommend to anybody to do the Wit Sundays. It's also um, not entirely too far from the Great Barrier Reef, in which is in Cairns. Um, okay. You know, you you'd, you'd have to do more than a day trip. You'd have to go for a few nights to head up to the right. Barrier Reef. But it's um, 
but it's close enough that you could do things like that as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any hidden spots that you keep you locals keep to yourselves? <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah. Um, like Shoeless Joe's Cafe or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, Shoe Shoe Joe. Um, <laughs> um, no, nah, not really. There's um, there's a lot of nice spots around where I live. I, I'm on the Gold Coast, which is we call it Hollywood on the Gold Coast. It's um, it's sort of a very sort of uh, LA inspired city where I live. Um, oh, nice. So it's yeah. So it's sort of like uh, I when I describe LA to people, I say it's like the Gold Coast 50 years ago, like when it when the council sort of stopped the upkeep of the the streets. Because um, oh. you know <laughs> LA is starting to get a bit cracked and worn. But um, yeah. But yeah, the Gold Coast is a beautiful new city right on the beach. It's, uh, you know, new buildings. We've got theme parks here like Movie World and SeaWorld and Dreamworld. And um, so it's where a lot of Australians travel to for their holidays. Um, okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's a beautiful city. Lots of lots of tourism. So there's not a lot of hidden spots here because everyone sort of knows everything. But there is a, <laughs> a place called the Hinterland, which is um, just just sort of our rolling country out the back of the city. Um and out there, there's lots of, you know, waterfalls and hiking trails and there's uh, glowworm caves and lots of cool stuff you can do out wow. there. So, yeah. So that's, that's good for weekend cool. trips and stuff. Yeah. Good tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what have you brought to read for us today? Okay. So I've, I wrote a small piece. It's, uh, it's currently unpublished. It's just a little, a little short. It's, um, not quite fiction. It's more like creative nonfiction or that's not quite poetry either. It's a little bit weird. It's called Echoes from the Backpack. And it's just something I wrote that uh, was inspired by my travels. Nice. So, and I chose uh, two of my favorite places, uh, three of my favorite places. So, <laughs> um, so I'll jump right in. Great. Echoes struck my ears, not from space, but from time. New York City was like a comic book or a video game. It was every song I ever heard and every film I ever viewed. It was cold but colourful. It was old but wonderful. I had never been and may never go again, but walking in the shoes of my character gave me not just memories of his. I was stopped by a young boy loitering outside of his school. Cool jacket, he said, through the steel mesh fence. Thanks, it's my favourite, I replied. He thought I was an astronaut, my top donned in orange with a NASA logo on my arm. Surely when I spoke, my accent broke his illusion. I thought he was polite, his face donned in the pearl of his smile. Surely when he grew, his actions would break my confusion. He viewed the city as nothing different. I viewed the city as another world. Perhaps I was an astronaut after all, and perhaps he would bring good to the world. Dirt and mud slapped my ankles as our last leg of Asia brought us here, to Cambodia. Where landmines took limbs and corruption took wallets. Where trains were moved by hand and jungles swallowed temple. The border cross was sort of lost, a wooden desk for passports and children pulling on our shirts. We crossed a small bridge where I saw her, a baby girl, draped as if she wore a blanket, but she was as naked as this. She lay on the cold stone ground covered in sores. She was unmoving while her mother moved her hands in the shape of a cup. How could you? I thought. How could they? She thought right back. My love's bag was stolen from the bus. I chased down the thief and took it back. He was apologetic. He smiled. I forgave him. And then we met a man who worked three jobs and toured us to the caves of death. Among the skulls of a generation wiped out, he found purpose and promise. He found responsibility and happiness. Perhaps I was an astronaut after all, and perhaps he would bring good to the world. 
Rain fell from the sky and came to rest on my skin. It was my favorite weather in my favorite place. My home was no longer Adelaide. It was no longer the Gold Coast. It was where she was. It was always where she would be. My home was New York and my home was Cambodia. My home was Lisbon and Bangkok and Rome and Paris. Sometimes my home would last one day and other times it would last one decade. Where she roamed, I would follow. And where I followed, they would be. The eyes of people no different than I, but from worlds apart. She made me an astronaut after all. And now I can bring good to the world. Oh, Cal, that's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Probably a little different from uh, from other stuff you get on the podcast, I imagine. I love that, though. I, that's probably my favorite part of doing this is like meeting new people and being exposed to different things and cultures mm. and places. And that was wonderful. Tell uh, thank me, you so much. Where can we find you to connect on social media or your website or purchase your books? Yeah, sure. So um, my name, Callan J. Mulligan, it's probably a little hard to spell for some people, but um, callanjmulligan.com is my website. Um, so you can get everything there. You can even get a free ebook from there if you sign up for my monthly newsletter. Um, and I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, uh, both at Callan J. Mulligan. Excellent. And I'll be sure to include links to everything in the show notes for your episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for making the time to do this. It's been so amazing getting to know you and hearing these incredible stories. I cannot thank you enough. No, no worries at all. It was an absolute pleasure uh, being here. And um, and yeah, look forward to it again someday. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to show your support is to rate or review us on whatever platform you're listening. And if this episode left you feeling like you just had to be there, reach out to Kelly to start planning an adventure of your own. Don't forget to follow us at HadToBeThere203 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And visit our website, www.HadToBeThere.net. Until next time, get out there and make your own had to be there memories.